Thank you for that wonderful intro song, Shannon, and welcome to the official episode one of Teachers Teach Teaching. Today, we are going to talk to you about why distance education is amazing. It is. So what's one reason why you think that distance education is amazing, Shannon? Well, so first I want to back it up. I want to back it up to March when um, the United States shut all the way down and every teacher was like, okay, so after our spring break, um, I'll just get one more week and then I'll just teach online. Okay. Uh, and schools were like, yeah, 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 have these extra days figured out. Um, and so first of all, um, teachers who have never taught online, um, good for you for being game to just like make it happen. Teaching online is a whole different beast. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, with the whole, you know, switch with COVID that was unexpected um, and totally, you know, without resources, without help, um, everybody just kind of did it on the fly. So in that moment, um, what I kept saying to a lot of my friends who are still teaching in the classroom is like, call me. I I love this. Like, I want to talk to you about this so much because there's so much cool stuff you can do. Um, only a couple of them took me up on that, more likely because they were like, I don't want any of your great ideas right now. Like, I literally just need to survive. Yeah. Um, but distance learning opens up a whole different set of opportunities. Um, so yes, it's totally different. Yes, you lose a lot of the things that you have in a traditional classroom, but you also gain a lot of stuff that you never had. So for me, my number one favorite thing about distance learning is that this is the moment that your shy students and your students with anxiety and your students who dread coming to school, like this is their moment. Um, distance learning feels a lot less like in the spotlight. Um, and there might be a whole different set of shyness or anxiety or, you know, um, like freezing, like not knowing how to do things or where to do things. But there are a lot of students who will thrive in this setting because in-person learning for them is too much. Um, so that I would say is my number one is like, you're going to see a whole different set of kids, um, really, really shine in an online environment that you haven't seen shine before in your classroom. Yeah. I love that. I think I, I told to people a lot of my friends that were still uh, trying this out for the first time was, you know, it was a valid and still is a valid concern of, are we losing some students? And the, the honest answer is yes. Um, but what I would like to challenge everybody to think of is who were you losing before? that you might now actually be reaching. And to me, the like real ultimate place to go as we continue to work through all of these different models is think about what if each model works really well and who does it really work really well for and how do we start to kind of like recreate and bring everything together. So um, looking at this as like, uh, we were forced into an experiment. And so that's not super fun because there wasn't that time, as Shannon said, to like really plan and prepare so that you could find success at the experiment that we're all in the middle of, but also thinking like, 
this is an experiment. Like there's people are more forgiving and there's more flexibility to uh, try things out that you maybe wouldn't have tried out before. And so take advantage of that. Um, I think for me, when I like really think about my own teaching online of what has been wonderful as both the teacher and for the student. And if you followed me on Instagram, you've heard me talking about this of like, in class, students will ask you to repeat instructions or just like absolutely anything like so many times. And then especially if you teach that same class like several times throughout the day, by the end of the day, you're really annoyed when that kid raises their hand again and is like, excuse me, where are we supposed to turn our assignments in? You're like, we've been doing this for three months now. hundred times. Like it's on the board, it's in the syllabus. I told like, how do you not know? And so not to say that that doesn't go away online, but I found, and maybe I've also just gotten smarter. That is that is possible of like longer years of experience. Um, but of like, it's recorded now. So one, I am no longer questioning like, wait, ah, geez, did I actually just say that in second period today? And I never even like taught it to fourth period, even though I thought I was going to. Now I can take the time for the things that are really important. And that would be me doing a demonstration or me speaking and sit down and do one solid recording of it and give it to all of the students. And now I know I'm actually giving them all the same instruction. And while this is kind of like the long game part of online education, this is the part that's the most exciting to me. Um, is you save those videos and then each year or at the end of each course you reflect like what was just terrible and this year you might have a longer list and I was like totally fine what was terrible and how can I change that next year well I save what was awesome so each year you're just like getting a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better and then also being able to reshare that content with students. Um, I also use a video platform so students can like speed me up or they can slow me down. And so those are all things that I think um, are helpful for all students when they are now, they can see it written, they can listen to me speaking, they can make me go really fast, they can make me go really slow. They can go back to it as many times as they need to, as well as if I'm going through and giving students feedback and I'm like, wow, you still just you're really not understanding the like composition guidelines that we talked about or you're really not understanding how to turn this topic idea into a question yep. i have a video for this and i can reshare that because a lot of times it just means they need to revisit the resources they don't remember where they are and so um i just think it allows us to get more into that differentiated learning and individualized learning in actually easier ways. Also, all of that keeping in mind, you're going to get better as you go and thinking about, yes, we're all probably not planning on doing distance education forever. Like we're hoping the pandemic is going to end. Um, 
don't throw your videos out. Like you can still use videos in your classroom. You can use them when students are absent. You can use them when like, hey, this group of students just like really needs this concept more. Like you guys go listen to these videos. There's a lot of techniques um, that you can use in your classroom. So I want to encourage you when you are thinking, oh my gosh, I just spent four hours making a PowerPoint and recording it. And then that turned out to be an eight minute lesson. What am I doing with my life? Um, you'll get faster and you're not going to just use that one time. Yeah, well, that's something that's really interesting about distance learning is that you're taking away space and time requirements. So if we think of, okay, so traditional classroom learning says you start teaching at this exact time and you stop teaching at this exact time. So it doesn't matter what your outcomes are, right? Like you have to fill up this amount of time. So if you think about a traditional school day, how much of that is spent for each student being truly authentic, relevant, like good learning. And how much of it is us like honestly just filling up the time. So if we remove the time requirements and we remove the space requirements, now we can say like, okay, what's super, super important? Like, is it this eight minutes of instruction that I'm going to sink a lot of time into making, but then it's going to allow my students to get all the content they need at whatever time they need it in whatever space they are in. And also they can rewatch it if they need to. And now the rest of my time can be spent answering their questions. Um, so yes, it's a lot of time up front. And a lot of people that I've talked to are like, I am a first year teacher again. I feel like I'm in my first year of teaching. Yes, it will get better. <laughs> um, and so many of the things that you're learning right now are transferable, like Amber said, when you go back to the classroom. So keep all your videos. Now, if we, okay, so we removed like the space and time requirement. Now all your students who are absent, you don't have to put together like, oh, what did I miss? Oh, uh, <clears throat> right, uh, I talked for a long time. Uh, I can tell you what I talked about, or you can read all these different things and hopefully you've got the same thing. Like, no, now I can just give you this and say, here, this is what you missed. And when we go back to school, you can play your video, <laughs> your video of you teaching. Yeah. Like you're, the time that you're spending up front, you are going to save. It's going to pay dividends in the future. Um, so it's also like, you know, really keeping that mindset of like, this time is not wasted. Um, it's just an, it's just an investment. <laughs> yeah. And I even like, so I would record myself teaching instead of writing sub plans because I did not like writing sub plans. It was so much easier for me to just teach it than to write it out. And then especially if someone like that wasn't familiar with the content, um, you know, cause it was high school students. I was just like, so I would leave a jump drive on my desk, like put this in computer, hit play. I will pop up on the screen and I would have, you know, like even like quiz questions are like, okay, you can pause me now because the kids are going to go do this. And then like after this time, turn me back on. Um, the students thought it was funny and ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Um, so even thinking about that of the things that you're creating now, when you are back in the classroom, they can become those sub plans 
or that whole like, oh, are you like not even having to deal with subplans right now? Because we all know how you feel about them. Yeah. I have a funny story related to recording yourself. I uh, had to take some days off. I was in the middle of a ceramics unit with my students. So I was like, oh, they'll just keep working. Like, I don't want to make a sub teach ceramics. So I just record my lessons. Um, and I recorded everything and it was upside down. So here I am like, you know, 6.30 in my classroom. I must've recorded it like on my phone. I can't remember at this point, but all the videos were upside down. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna leave it in some plans. I could, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Like it, it was a, it was a moment. It was terrible, but I left all my sub plans as videos that were upside down. <laughs> so also like, uh, there will be bumps along the way, either ride it out or like cut your losses and redo it. In that instance, if I could go back in time, I probably would have redone my videos or figured out how to flip them. I'd just be like, can you just turn that computer upside down? Please, please turn the projector upside down and then press play. Yeah, I think like the other part of that, just to remember is when we're recording ourselves, we start to think about how perfect it has to be. Does not. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've said a lot of dumb things, which maybe we'll share some more. I said a lot of dumb things in front of students or things that I wish had not come out of my mouth. But when you're in front of the classroom, you don't you don't get to pause. You don't get to restart. I mean, even if you restart, they still already heard what you said. <laughs> um, so just remembering that of you aren't, you aren't perfect in any type of environment and that's fine. That's normally part of what your students actually like about you. And it's also remembering distance learning might be new for your students as well. And we can make assumptions that especially teenagers are like, masters at, te at technology. They're masters at the technology they want to be masters at. Um, they're not like, yeah, I've been rocking out on Schoology after school every day. Like, no, they don't even know what a learning management system is. So it gives them permission if you're not perfect. Oh, that's convenient. Oh. You feel like you're in the classroom when people just call you whenever they want to. Uh -huh. um, you're like, I'm teaching right now. Um, but you not being perfect helps your students to also know it's okay if they're not perfect. Like yep. if they make a video, there can be some errors in it. Or if they are doing whatever, it's okay if it's not perfect. So I would actually argue it's important for you not to, you know, like record every video upside down. Maybe don't do that. Just like one of them. But, but helping them to know, uh, like you're still a, you're still a person. Yep. So anything else you want to add to wrap up about why distance education is amazing? I would say it's, you know, for those of us who've been teaching online for a while, it's, it's so exciting to see distance learning get some credibility. Um, you know, distance learning for a long time has kind of been like, oh, how could you ever teach XYZ online? Well, now we all know that you can literally teach anything online. It might be harder to teach some things, um, but if we're kind of transitioning the way that we're looking at it, our approach to teaching, and kind of adjust our expectations for ourselves, for our students, help them adjust expectations, like it's, it's a super fun and engaging um, 
and, and accessible way to teach for a lot of our students. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited that it's, it's opening up our thinking to new ways of teaching and learning and um, hopefully allowing us to continue just to hold on to like those really good parts and those parts that worked really well. And sometimes we have to be forced into things like this because nobody has time. And so it's one of those, you might've thought learning how to do some of these things would be cool, but you didn't have time. And so well, now you've been forced to do it. We're doing it for a longer period of time. So many more people are doing it. So there's a lot more like sharing and brainstorming and collaboration and, and talking about it. Um, and so I'm, I'm just excited for everybody to think about what are the good parts? What are the parts that have made things more successful and more enjoyable for you? Yep. And how you can, how you can keep doing them. Yep. Absolutely. So the other stuff that we're going to talk about as we look at sort of this season one, um, so we're basing the next uh, several episodes on distance learning. Um, so we're going to look at setting boundaries with parents who now have probably lots of access to you through many different ways. Um, looking at students who are struggling with distance learning and trying to dig into the reasons about why they might be struggling or failing. Um, what good teaching looks like, it, synchronous teaching and asynchronous teaching, um, and how to save time. Yeah, we are excited and can't wait to get into everything distance education with you. No doubt. All right. Well, you know what time it is. I do 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 teachers teach teaching. Do 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 teachers teach teaching. Do do. I think we actually need like a bell ringing while the phone is ringing. Oh, I'll get bell. An announcement is coming on over the loudspeaker, ah! and all the kids are pushing their chairs in across the floor. And then just ending with the kids being like, did they call my name? <laughs> what did they say? <laughs>